Welcome to From the View Box with Hal and Chris. This is the podcast of the UMass Medical School Department of Radiology. My name is Hal Lowe from the Division of Emergency Radiology. And I am Christopher Sunilia from Musculoskeletal Imaging. This is episode two. Today's topic is approach to arthritis of the hand and wrist. Today's guest is Dr. Chris Sunilia. Uh, Chris has uh, been in our musculoskeletal division for many years. Um, outside of his clinical interest, uh, he is mainly interested in uh, medical education, but today he will be talking to us about uh, arthritis. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Um, so first, tell us, what is your um, general approach when you're looking at the uh, hand and wrist for arthritis? So uh, my approach um, to arthropathy, particularly when we look at you know upper extremity, um, you know hand and wrist arthritis, which is a you know, pretty common um, you know radiographic imaging area, is to kind of look at it simplistically as you know ABCs. I, I tell the residents when they first come on, you know, to simplify and have a simple ABC approach, and by that I mean um, a uh, alignment. We look at the overall alignment of um, the osseous structures. B um, refers to bone density and uh, bone production. C uh, is our cartilage space or joint space. D would be the distribution of our arthropathy. Um, E would be um, evaluation for erosions if they're present. And finally S, so the A, B, C, D, E's, the S would stand for uh, soft tissue. So we need to assess the soft tissues. Okay, great. So that sounds like a, a, a pretty easy mnemonic uh, to remember. Um, let's let's uh, go through those uh, six areas to look at. First of all, uh, you mentioned alignment. What do you? What specifically are you looking at when you talk about alignment? Yeah. So alignment uh, is probably the easiest uh, assessment to to go over, and we start off with alignment. It's you know it's also a nice way to get the you know the forest before we start looking at the trees. So we um, do a conscious effort to look at the osseous alignment. And the, for this, I mean, you know, is the alignment anatomic? Um, or do we see uh, subtle um, subluxations? Um, is there um, you know digit deviation? Do you see you know the you know second, third, fourth uh, digits having deviations you know, ulnarly? Um, is there you know a single joint that may may ha- may be malaligned and maybe that is secondary to you know underlying joint. Maybe it's related to underlying soft tissue. We don't really know that at this point, but we just want to make a a conscious effort to look at the alignment of, of the bones. Okay, great. And uh, so, what about B, which uh, you tell us stands for bone density and bone production? Yeah. So this one's a little more challenging. Um, you know, the first part of this is a bone density. So looking at the bone density, our first assessment, like in anything, is uh, normal or abnormal. If it's abnormal, you know, typically it's going to be diminished in density. So we don't often see increased density, but we can. Um, and when it, if there is a degree of decreased uh, bone density, um, we, we need to understand if it's um, diffuse in the area of interest. So is the entire hand um, decreased in density, or is it you know one particular ray or finger? Or is it you know just in a single uh, or a simple distribution such as you know, a periarticular osteopenia pattern, um, and that can be a bit more challenging. Um, some of that is experience. Some of it we can look at you know quantitatively looking at the you know, the 
the cortex um, ratio to the overall diameter of you know the proximal um, digit. Uh, we can look at um, the uh, trabecular pattern of, of the bone as well. Uh, the second part of that um, assessment is uh, bone production. So they kind of go hand in hand, right? So bone density and bone production. So if we have an increase in density related to production, this is particularly or specifically um, describing um, you know, bone production, osteophytosis, uh, periostitis that you may see with either degenerative or inflammatory arthropathy um, respectively. So first, you know, bone density, do we, see, um, do we see some degree of osteopenia? Is that osteopenia pattern um, periarticular, uh, which may be an indication for an inflammatory process? Um, and then second part is, do we see bone production? Um, and if so, where is that production? Um, and what type of production is it? Um, if it's a um, osteophyte, and with typically thinking of a degenerative process, um, where those osteophytes are present uh, will be helpful in determining, you know, if it's a primary osteoarthritis or secondary osteoarthritis, and um, is the production more of a periosteal uh, reaction or periostitis, which we would see um, in a um, inflammatory arthropathy such as psoriatic uh, psoriatic arthritis. Great. Um, so that seems like there there is a little more to think about with the in terms of the B of your mnemonic. What about C, which uh, stands for cartilage space? So cartilage space, or what we often say, say is joint space, is a indication of what's going on within the joint. So that articular cartilage or the hyaline cartilage, uh, we can't see radiographically, um, and we uh, note it as a, an area of lucency radiographically. So we need to assess the overall um, space. Um, you know, this can be obviously normal or it can be expanded very rarely, but it can be expanded in patients that may have a, a big effusion. Uh, typically, we don't tend to see that in the smaller joints of the hand. You may see that you know, more often in like the shoulder. Um, but it may also be expanded in a patient may have some secondary trauma to, to the joint where you may have some laxity or disruption of the ligament. That's less common. More, more often, we're gonna have joint space narrowing. And if we do have joint space narrowing, uh, we need to assess um, how the joint is narrowed. Is it uniformly narrowed um, or is it asymmetric or non-uniform in its narrowing? And that's really gonna help us um, direct our, our differential towards either degenerative or inflammatory. Um, typically, the degenerative arthropathies are gonna be more of a non-uniform joint space narrowing, whereas an inflammatory arthropathy, where there's you know, inflammation throughout the joint, we're gonna get a more uniform um, destruction of the hyaline cartilage which will result in a more uniform joint space loss. And that's really important to, to assess. And it can be difficult when there's a fair amount of joint space narrowing. Um, and when that's the case, we, we tend to look for joints with a little bit less affected so that we can determine is this a uniform or non-uniform joint space loss. Sounds good. Excellent. Um, what about D? So D is distribution of arthropathy. What do you mean by distribution? So uh, distribution, this is a really helpful um, segment in our assessment. Um, and by distribution, we really want to know what the pattern of the arthritis is. And um, that's not something that's easily determined by the pathophysiology. It's something we have to kind of learn um, and, and kind of map out in our mind. And there are a number of um, diagrams of schematics, and there's one, one good one in Resnick, that has a you know a hand where you have a, a distribution map of, of the various arthropathies. So you have to begin to learn 
um, these distributions. Um, for the hand and wrist, we look at um, is the distribution a proximal row process. So, we'll, you know, in rheumatoid arthritis, we typically see pancarpal and proximal um, involvement, meaning the metacarpal phalangeal joints will be more involved in the PIP joints, which will be more involved in the DIP joints. Um, degenerative arthropathy or osteoarthritis has a typical pattern um, where the basal joint of the thumb, you know, the triscaphy joint, um, and joints of the, the, the DIP joints are more involved. And then, you know, something like CPPD arthropathy, um, this distribution pattern is um, somewhere between the two. So you'll have MCP involvement more than DIP involvement, even though the actual joint will look very similar in, in pattern as far as a degenerative arthritis. Um, this, the distribution of where those arthropathies are occurring that's going to be helpful um, to assess you know, a differential or a diagnosis for that type of arthritis. So distribution is really you know, where, are the, where is the arthritis occurring? Is it a single ray? Is it distal row? Is it pancarpal? And those patterns will be helpful when, um, you know, when we bring all of these different uh, findings together to give a, a good differential. Well, that's a great discussion. Thank you. Uh, and you, you mentioned uh, the Resnick textbook, and to all of our listeners, please remember that, as with all of our podcasts, um, any references that our guests uh, are making during the episode, we will attach to our show notes. So please look out for those. On to the next. Um, e is the uh, next letter in the mnemonic, and that stands for erosions. So, Chris, what is uh, erosions? We hear that word in many of our radiology reports, and I think it's something that um, uh, can be quite difficult even for an experienced radiologist to uh, identify and interpret. Tell us about erosions. Yeah, so the E in erosion is you know simple in, in thought, right? So we're looking for some area of uh, destruction in the bone, but this is one that's a little more challenging when you're actually in the detection mode of, of uh, you know, the process of, of going through a, a differential. Um, once you've detected the erosion, um, and we could talk about that you know, maybe in a different podcast when we, we look at you know, various arthropathies, but once you've detected the erosion, we really need to come up with a good description of what type of erosion uh, we have. Um, and by that I mean, is it a is it a uh, very succinct, well-defined, um, corticated um, area of destruction in the bone, and whereby I can really you know draw a pencil around it. I can really I outline the area of erosion. I have good bone production around it, and the adjacent bone of the subjacent bone um, is really of normal bone density. There's really no rare fraction of of bone there. And that would indicate to me, um, or the radiologist interpreting it, that you know this is either a healed erosion, uh, something that happened in the past and is now you know not active, or is a more um, indolent or ongoing indolent process. Uh, in the prototypical um, case, that would be gout. You have an inflammatory um, you know mass that's causing a gradual erosion of the bone. On the other spectrum, we would look at you know something that would cause um, a more aggressive pattern. And those erosions tend to be a little more difficult initially because, you know, you can't really draw draw the actual erosion. It's just a focal area of bone destruction. And the prototypical there would be a really aggressive um, septic, you know, septic joint uh, where you have uh, a focal area of erosion. In those cases, really what you're seeing is a focal area of 
bony refraction where you can almost imagine taking a pencil and just eraser and just kind of erasing the you know the bone there it's just it's really not well defined and um, there's really no uh, cortical bone production and the the bone adjacent really looks diminished in density and that's more of an aggressive or active erosion and you can get you know erosions anywhere in between those two but those are the type of descriptions of things we're looking for when we see these erosions um, and again the, the type of erosion will help us um, come up with a proper differential. Sounds great. Um, I really like the uh, pencil and eraser description of how to visualize an erosion. I think that should hopefully help all of our uh, listeners. It certainly helps me. Um, next, in the, the last uh, letter in our mnemonic of ABCDES is S, which uh, stands for soft tissues. Tell us about what are you looking at for in the soft tissues? Yeah, so soft tissues is, is um, it's a helpful, um, it's a really a reminder that even though you know the majority of you know, what we're looking for on a radiograph is going to be osseous or involving the joint, that the soft tissues are really an important assessment. And this is often, um, I think, the most challenging for uh, early um, uh, residents early in their training. Uh, the soft tissue shadows, if you will, the, the um, the, the planes between ligaments and muscles is a little more uh, subtle than obviously the you know the contrast that you would see with a, a bone and so seeing a fracture of a bone or even sometimes an erosion it's a little more easy to detect whereas the soft tissues are, are more difficult and what we're looking for is really um, you know what's going on so is it a, a soft tissue uh, swelling is it diffusely involving a digit so do we have a diffuse pattern um, or is it diffusely involving the hand? Um, maybe that's a, something where you know, the patient has a, um, some other inflammatory vascular or infectious process. Um, or is the swelling localized around the joint? So do you see you know, kind of a, a, a localized swelling around one or several joints? And that may indicate that there's either underlying joint effusion um, and or synovitis um, there as well. And again, that's not unique to you know, uh, inflammatory degenerative arthropathy that could be present with uh, infectious um, and traumatic processes as well. And then you also have um, you know, soft tissue densities that may not um, actually localize to a joint, and they may look a little like a like a lumpy bumpy, where you may have almost like looks like a tumor or a focal mass. Um, and it may just be that. It may be the patient has a, some sort of soft tissue mass or ganglion there. Um, but when we discuss arthropathies, we can think of you know, someone who may have an inflammatory mass and a patient with gout. Um, so you may see all these osseous changes, but looking at the soft tissues and looking at um, you know, swelling of focal uh, increased density would be helpful in what that pattern is. So localized, diffuse, you know, periarticular, or lumpy, bumpy type of soft tissue swelling or densities are helpful. And then finally, um, soft tissue calcifications, and that's a whole other discussion we may we could talk about on another time, but looking for soft tissue calcifications uh, that may be present in, in patients who have um, various uh, connective tissue disorders or arthropathies. Great, that sounds excellent. Uh, so there you have it. Um, the mnemonic is A, B, C, D, E, and S. Uh, that stands for alignment, bone density, and pr bone production. C is cartilage space, D is distribution, E is erosions, and S is soft tissues. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you. And that concludes today's episode. 
Thank you for listening and supporting From the Viewbox. We've attached additional reading material as provided by our guests. And as always, thank you to our producers, Charlene Barron, Tom Delaney, and Dan Ramsran. See you next time. <laughs>